0: Host Jeff Dawson for another episode of Dawson's Domain, where we cover the spectrum of life's pressing issues and events from politics to relationships, sports to horror, alternative history to poetry, humor to baseball coaching, and everything in between. from a wonderful july day in dallas texas and it really is i mean we have yet to hit 100 degrees which is phenomenal i've been down here since 83 i can't remember a cooler summer so far are we going to get 100 degree temperature eventually well yeah more than likely but uh Right now, we'll take it. It is so nice to be able to go outside and just not sit for five minutes and just absolutely drenched in sweat. That is nice. Okay, phone numbers for the show. If you have friends that want to listen, it's 631-359-9353. If you want to call in and you have a comment, it's 888-627-6008. I do apologize for being about 10 minutes late, but uh, hell, we've almost gone two months without a technical difficulty. So we were due, and sure enough, it popped up. Everything froze. Computer just kind of stared at me and laughed, and I'm kind of used to that. But then there's no point in getting upset over it. We got it figured out, and we are back on the road let's see. shout outs well we got to start with the shaggy buffalo which is run and operated by stacy west if you gals like western motif and uh now she actually has some sunglasses on last week yeah i've watched this i just don't advertise somebody unless i've seen what they've got because i got to make sure okay that's something that might interest my listeners Uh, She does Facebook Lives at least once a week. Uh, I believe it's Monday or Tuesday. And then I think they had a repeat on Thursday. I could be wrong on that. But uh, you can check out her site on Facebook. And she has past episodes posted. Let's see. The Right Buzz with Wayne Clark. He is out of london i believe i know he's in great britain i did some advertising with him a while back and he does have a very good show for us in the states it's uh, a little late when we do it because of the seven hour time difference but uh he's worth looking into and it looks like we might start doing some collaborations for he's working on setting up some business seminars and helping his listeners that are wanting to start up and the things to watch out for the pitfalls the good the bad the ugly and everything in between so we are working on that looking forward to that and yes it was friday night and friday night means Dunstans. so we had jerry patty her granddaughter robin I just love aggravating little 18-year-olds. That was so much fun. And her boyfriend of seven years, Jake Mahon, who was celebrating his 20th birthday. And apparently, Robin has something in store for them today. And of course, all the girls were like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, Robin did the right thing. She didn't say a word. Didn't say a word about what she had planned. Of course, Jake's like, well, I hope it's going to be fun. And, you know, I remember being at that age. And, yeah, you're not going to tell people what's going on because they don't need to know. The only one that needs to know is the person that is planning it. Everyone else can just sit back and relax and wait and find out what happened. Yeah, it's probably going to drive some people up the wall. Well, I need to know. No, you don't you don't need to know that's like those of us that have gone on dates and tell our partner well I've got a surprise for you and they're like well what is it what is it you don't need to know you will find out in due time and I'll find out if you liked it or not so that it, it was fun to chat with them because usually the f- whole family's there when Robin and Jake show up and it was good to have one-on-one engagement and uh, like I said bugging an 18 year old it just doesn't get any better because they just stare at you like why are you so old why are you so mean well that's just the way it is and when you get to this age you'll understand but it was a very fun time and we had our servers were Tracy and Stacy and Tabitha made it back once Wounded wing, Tabitha made it back, and I sure hope she took her pain meds. Tabitha was in a bad accident a couple of weeks ago and was in the hospital for like three or four days. It wasn't good, but uh, she was back in the saddle now. Hopefully, it didn't. Just She didn't wake up sore as hell because I remember when I had my sur- my shoulder surgery and went back to college, that was a failed bit. I lasted about a week or a week and a half. And the night that I took two Valium and couldn't move for four hours, I, I would never take that again. That's when I decided I can't get any rest here. I can't concentrate on my classes. And I dropped out that spring semester because that was the right thing to do. Okay. But, yeah, it was a fun time at Dunstan's, and there's news on that front. Um, I will be doing a book signing at either the Lover's Lane location or Harry Hines. So stay tuned for that. I'll get more information this coming week on where and when and i'm definitely looking forward to that since i just got a new shipment in and speaking of books for those of you that wanted to get an ebook copy of love's true second chance but thought it was too expensive at 797 i have dropped it temporarily to 357 i realize that's a drastic drop but uh, it's still it's an excellent read and that was the second book that I wrote, and for those who are have a tight budget, I thought, okay, let's make it a little affordable for a while. How about that? And that's what I did. Now, on this BBS, as you all know, they charge us to do this. All of my episodes have been archived, and to get a subscription is Two ninety nine, dollars 99 dollars $9.99 a month. So if you really like the information and the content, sign up and support. Because this is how I'm making my living. I'm out of the construction business. I had enough. Not getting paid. Too many aggravations. No one wanted to be accountable. And it just got to the point, it's just not fun. And that's why I wrote my book, originally titled Do Your Damn Job. After I thought about it, I like, okay, that might be a little harsh for some people. They just don't like that. So I retitled it Cutting to cut the Chase. And it did need a, another go-through. So I corrected some of the grammar in it. I think we caught all the mistakes in that. But if you're looking for a speaker to come to your company and discuss employees, morale, accountability, how to conduct productive meetings, how to deal with confrontation and respect. I'm an email away at jdawson41 at netzero.net. My rates are affordable. I'm not gonna break your bank. I'm gonna charge you a reasonable fee and it's not gonna take all day. I've sat in OSHA 30 training seminars, and I see how people react. You keep their, you can keep their attention for two or three hours because there's no test at the end, and, and I don't do a test, but especially th- these are all weekend. This will be a Saturday and a Sunday, and the guys show up because they know they have to show up because they got to get the certification. And all they do is sign a piece of paper that I attended. The trainer acknowledges because they take role each day to make sure you were there. And when it's all said and done, you get your card. And then you ask them, ask them a week later what they learned. And they'll just stare at you and go, well, uh, exactly. So when I do these hour, hour and a half, that's about as long as I'm going to keep your employees attention. And that's about the maximum of attention they're going to give me because they start thinking, well, I could be doing this and doing that. And this is the problem with meetings. And I really do harp on meetings. And I looked at some information a while back on a study from Harvard on nobody enjoyed the meetings. They didn't get anything out. It was like, the numbers are like 65% didn't get anything out of it. 71% said it was a waste of their time. 64% said it stopped them from cognitive thinking and really working on a problem. And 63% said they... They were missed an opportunity. They missed an opportunity to help raise morale. Well, that's pretty pathetic. And there's an, even an ink study out there that 50% of employees don't like their bosses. Well, what the hell? That makes absolutely no sense, unless your bosses are just screwing the pooch and not worried about the people underneath them. And you got to worry about the people underneath you because if you don't have them, you don't have a job. It's really that damn simple. And that's why I originally titled it, Do Your Damn Job. But first time, I needed to calm it down. Book review. I read a book, and I bet it's been, must have been five or six years ago. It's called Penny Lane by Jackie Bearn. And for those that are Beatle fans, that should put a light bulb in your head. Yeah, that's what the whole book is about, is Beatles songs, which I thought was really good. Well, she has a new new release, The Music Maker of Auschwitz 4. I started it yesterday, and I'm 27% complete. It's like 354 pages. And this is an actual account of, I forgot the soldier's name. But he was from Britain, he was sent over to France, the Germans invade France, he gets captured, and the, this story is really not that well known, just how poorly the POWs were treated, This, is, they're, they're not treated like Hogan's heroes, Or the great escape where everybody's happy-go-lucky and they're well-fed and their clothes look good. Hell, they're clean and all that. No, 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 no. Man, the Germans, the Wehrmacht, they took great joy in breaking down, especially the British POWs. The French kind of got it easy. But uh, the Brits, I mean, these guys were marched nine days, 20 miles on very minimal rations, if any. Hell, they went three days, sometimes without eating. Germans didn't care if you lived or died. The fewer of you there are, the fewer they have to feed. And we know at the beginning of the war, they just ran rampant through Europe and crashed into Russia. They they had millions of POWs. That's millions of mouths to feed. Now you know, look at the concentration camps too. But the book, so far it's at least a four star out of five. I mean, like I said, I'm twenty seven percent complete and I just started it yesterday. So with luck I'll have this thing knocked out by tomorrow. If it's a good story, it will keep my attention, and I will run through it. So if you have never heard of Jackie Barron, B-Y-R-N-E, look her up. I mean, I was actually introduced to her through my former editor. But then we got sideways with my last book, The Cauldron, and then politics seeped in to commentary and let's just say it went south after that if you're a writer a publisher an editor do not under any circumstances start talking politics unless you know damn sure they support your side of the aisle because if they don't you will destroy a good working relationship and I mean, Bev Harrison was my editor. Yeah, we still found a few mistakes on books she had gone through, but they were easily remedied. But this, The Cauldron, which is the third book in the vampire series, Occupation, man, it went south. And I mean, it it was crash and burn. You know, think about the bridge over the river Kwai, well, there was a little bit of that standing after Alec Guinness finally realized what the hell he had built and how he had assisted the Japanese war effort. And, you know, two of the columns came down. Well, just imagine the whole, the whole bridge, there's nothing left. You can't even tell there was a bridge there and then go back about 200 feet and there's no rail. Well, that's what happened to our relationship. It just vanished. And there's no going back and there's no repairing that. But I was glad that she introduced me to Jackie and I read her book on Penny Lane. It was a fun read and this is a more serious book. The Music Maker of Auschwitz 4. Right now, the main character, he's in a Polish pow camp and it's like okay when is he when are the germ well the germans have realized he is a musician because they finally got some instruments and there are many that could play so they formed a band and it's like okay so when is he headed to auschwitz this is going to be interesting so look her up what do you have to lose nothing just like buying my books and looking me up. What do you got to lose? If you see something there you like, all you got to do is hit the click button. And for those that don't realize it, when you buy a book off of Amazon, an ebook, and you're ready, but be prepared to read what you download. If you read it within three days and don't like it, you can get a full refund. Seven days, no. They give you three days. And I have done that through the years. It's like, okay, I'll give this book a chance knowing I'm probably not going to like it, but I've given myself, if I do like it, okay, I'll keep it. And if I don't, yeah, that's going back. And there have been several that's like, well, that was a waste of time. Or a book I didn't talk about on the last episode, and I'm still not going to bring up the author's name because I don't want to give many kudos because that was just a bunch of crap but the book was called on tyranny and basically it was just a trash trump liberal hack job and the guy who wrote as a professor at either harvard or yale and yeah you can go to my goodreads account and look that one up because i gave a pretty scathing review and boy did i get jumped on by the liberals over that it's like, so I spoke my voice. You know, that's my review. That's my opinion. Oh, good God. No, my God, you can't have an opinion. Are you nuts? Well, if you read all their comments, you think I am. No, I kept my calm. I debated them evenly, concisely,
1: and that's just the way it is. Okay. That's Jackie Barron. All right, baseball fans, I
0: really, there isn't a lot to say. Where are the Rangers? Well, before yesterday, there were 19 games under 500, and there was great rejoicing. No, no, no. We still have the fourth worst record at 375. The teams that are worse are the Diamondbacks at 276, the Orioles at 329, the Pirates at 371, and then the Rockies are in front of us at 395. But this last week, they got to play the Tigers, and this was so much fun because I am a Tigers fan first. But being in Texas, we don't get the Tigers' schedule. They're not broadcasted regularly. So this was a series where it didn't matter Who lost or who won? I couldn't lose in this. That was kind of nice. So I didn't have to be depressed if Texas lost because Detroit won. Well, if Texas won and Detroit lost, well, I'm still not depressed. That was a win-win. I enjoyed that series. And the other Tigers
1: took two out of three, so that was even better. But Gallo
0: everyone is up is jumping up and down about Joey Gallo's month okay well it was about what 8 years ago maybe a little longer where we had this player that just lit up the stats in May nobody could touch him everybody was talking about him <clears throat> And after May, it all cooled off. That was Josh Hamilton. He had a phenomenal May. And then it all went to hell. So as I understand from my good compatriot, Mr. Ford, Mr. West Ford, I don't listen to these guys on the radio because they're all full of crap. And they're just like the news. They've got to fill up the airtime with ridiculous stuff. And they do a really good job at it. I don't care which network you watch. But now the announcers, these quote analysts, are like, well, now it's time to get rid of Gala." Well, if you're a GM and you're looking for a piece of the puzzle to fill, do you want someone who is a lifetime 225 hitter to fill that gap yeah he's lighting it up right now but we see that in baseball we can see a pitcher have 10 starts and then lose the next eight. Oh, we need to trade him baseball isn't about today or tomorrow baseball is about the long haul how are you doing overall and when you have a knee, when you make a knee jerk move, you will get knee jerk results. It won't pan out. Joey Gallo, I know he goes up for arbitration next year. And the chances of the Rangers keeping him are slim to none. That's just the way it is. Slim to none. They're not going to pay the money. Well, they need to maybe rethink that. Yeah. You know what Gallo's going to hit. You know he's going to be streaky, but you can't replace that cannon arm in right field. I mean, remember, before this year, Joey was playing center field. They were bouncing him around. This is not the time to do something stupid. Who on this team right now can gun down a runner from middle right field at the plate and not skip the ball. I don't know of anyone on that team that can do it. Gallo's arm is accurate and it's it's dead on and that ball gets there in a hurry. I mean the other night that was probably the stupidest play I saw against where the Tigers tried to was it the Tigers tried to run on him? I think
1: so. Let me see. I think it was Detroit. I don't think it was Seattle.
0: And Joey was in shallow right field, and the runner hadn't touched second base. Now, I don't know if the base coach had his wasn't using his plexiglass stomach, but there is no way in hell you're going to beat Gallo in shallow right field, even if you're Willie Wilson or Ricky Henderson. From back in the day, there were speedsters. You ain't beating the throw. I mean, the guy was out like five feet. I think Culberson or Holt, one of them was playing third base. Hell, they'd already popped the top and were drinking a beer, received the ball, tagged the runner, went to the dugout. That's how much time they had. What a stupid running mistake that was. Okay. Now, the other thing about the Rangers, you know, we're not going anywhere. We know that. Because – our pitching staff, Pathetic, doesn't even cut it. We have one pitcher with a winning record, and that's Gibson at 6-0 with a 2.08 ERA. Lyles, 4-5, 4.98. <clears throat> Dunning, 3-6, 4.22. Fulton Newwich, 2-8, 5.17. Ollard, 2-5. Boy, doesn't that lineup scare the hell out of you? And yet there was talk last week of packaging Gallo and Gibson together. Okay, let's give up one of the best right fielders in the MLB, and let's give up our best starting pitcher. What are you going to get in return? Prospects to be named? More draft picks? This is not the way to build a team. The Rangers have a core. Yes, they need some more pieces. And this is something Wes and I agreed on. They need a few more pieces. They need at least one, if not two, starting pitchers. And I just don't see... Dunning looked good for a while. Lyle's looked good for a while. Fulton Newwich has not looked good. He's had a few good games and a few good starts, but you never know when it's just going to implode. And poor Colby Allard, I don't know. I just don't know. He did decent in the bullpen, but this starting gig just does not seem to be panning out for him at all. Time will tell. That's the thing about baseball. Time will tell. You can't make snap decisions. You pick up a new player, you better know their history and where they're at. Yes, we've seen, I can remember back in the day where a lot of ranger players would leave and then they would just flourish. In another organization, Dave Sturt was a good example. He was a pitcher for the Rangers back in the, what was that, the uh, 80s, 90s. He went to Oakland and all of a sudden became a stud. Of course, that's when we had Tom House here as the pitching coach, and that didn't help things at all. But, but the Rangers do have a history of that. They have average to sub-average players that they trade, and then their careers just flourish. I've never seen that happen where the Rangers picked up a veteran player and they flourished because, if anything, it's a one year deal
1: and they're done. But that's them. So there's not much else you can say
0: about the Texas Rangers other than it is a painful season. We are watching. But. You don't get your hopes up because you know how it's going to shake out. Now, I didn't have an ignorant quote that from this week because I didn't watch a lot of the news. It just didn't happen. But what I did run across was, was just ridiculous. The Rangers were up in Seattle. And Dave Raymond and C.J. Nitwit-Nitkowski
1: did something that just appalled me at their level of stupidity.
0: They were playing the Marine hymn. There was a Marine there standing, and the camera turned on him, and these two brain surgeons said, I wonder what that was all about. I guess we missed something. I wanted to reach out and knock the living shit out of both of them. It's like, really? Are you that clueless to the Marine hymn and a Marine standing in honor while they're playing that? Are you that historically incompetently stupid? And Raymond went to Stanford pool. Oh, that's a really giving Stanford a good eye of course. Nitwit, that's, that's why I call him. I don't like him. He's the type of player that God give me a break, get
1: him off my team. He won't shut the hell up. Period.
0: Man, oh, man. Yeah, I can do without them. But those are clones of John Daniels, the president of the Texas Rangers. You know, if you don't know what's going on, which half the time they don't, shut the hell up. Just shut up. You're wasting people's time. And you're damaging our eardrums from your stupidity. And now I'm, I'm getting to where I'll just turn on 105.3, the fan and listen to Eric Nadell and his partner call the game and mute these idiot announcers. I mean, God, they got grieved back calling these games. Okay, I don't want that, to. That's enough of that. So what other stupidity did I run across? Well, I was watching WGN, which I don't think they're going to be around in August. Maybe they'll make it, but their ratings suck. They're just horrible. And they had they were talking about the horrendous heat in Southern California, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona and how devastating it is well you know that's the high that we usually get we've just missed it the last couple of years which we're very thankful we know what it's like to be in a feel like we're in a shake and bake commercial because we're the ones being shaked and baked You walk outside and you're just, God, the air is heavy, it's humid, it's, it's, you know, if you have breathing problems, you're suffocating because it's just heavy, heavy air. So WGN had one of their on-the-spot reporters interview this twit. It's global warming. It's here. It's here. If you believe in it, that's your choice. I'm not here to make up your mind. I'm just here to ask this question. Explain the
1: year of 1818. The summer without the sun in Europe. The summer
0: when uh, Shelley wrote Frankenstein because there was snow on the ground in Germany in July. Now if you look it up they blame it on volcanic eruptions.
1: Okay. But I throw this out there. How old's our planet? How old do you think it is? 5,000, 6,000, 10 million.
0: So whichever number you want to go with, that's fine. Now, let's see how many years we've actually
1: been tracking weather patterns. It started in 1794, but it didn't get scientific with temperatures
0: until 1850. What's that, 170 years? And you really think we know the weather patterns of this planet. A whole hundred and seventy years. How long did the ice age last? Was there any industrialization that caused caused the planet to cool back then? No.
1: And then what caused the planet to heat up and the ice retreat? No takers, no ideas, no clues. Yeah, because we're pretty damn clueless
0: on the weather patterns of this planet. Take 170 and divide it by the low number of 6,000 and tell me what that percentage is.
1: And we think we know how it works. We can guess... But we
0: don't know. But yeah, that was right up there with the stupidest comment. This little girl. Oh, yeah, it's global warming. Well, I guarantee you, if that damn high was sitting on the state of Texas and Oklahoma, those people out West wouldn't give two shits about us. Oh, well, they're used to it. And it wouldn't be global warming, it'd be they're used to it. That's the way it is. But since there is a shift, Got to blame somebody. Got to find something to come up
1: with. What a bunch of crap. Good Lord. Okay. What dumbest things I've heard.
0: Now, I mentioned when I was talking about the Rangers, West
1: Ford. Everybody needs a friend. Like Mr. Ford. I didn't grow up with
0: any brothers. I had a sister. That was it. So at times, Wes kind of fills that gap of not having a brother. He's an irritating son of a bitch too sometimes. But then that's what brothers do. He heckles me. He gives me crap. Apparently, I said something about him two weeks ago. And he's like, I'm not going to listen to your show if you're going to call me a dumbass again. And it's like, well, you know, I don't remember saying that, but I talked to a few others and they said, yeah, I think you called him that.
1: We can get mad at each other. And like brothers, you blow it off. You
0: just get over it. Yeah, it might last a day or two. I mean, I remember one day I jumped down his throat. I was in a bad mood. I was working construction. I walked outside. He threw a firecracker at me and I just lost just that. That's enough. And later that evening he kind of looked at me and goes, We still friends. And I said, Yes, yes, yes. I just had a bad day. But you know, if you don't have a friend like that, you really need to find one. They're irritating, they're aggravating. They'll piss you off, but when it's all said and done, you can still go out, have dinner, have lunch, and hit on the same waitress. Now, that's what I call a win-win. So, yes, if you don't have a friend like that,
1: then you don't know what you're missing. Okay. I'm not going to get
0: into a lot of politics today. I'm going to... Tell you that right now because there was nothing that really grabbed my attention. I did want to give a shout out to Mississippi State for winning the college baseball world series against Vanderbilt. If you didn't watch that series, Vanderbilt was the favorite. You talk about some good baseball that whole series. I mean, scores that they were lopsided back and forth, but that's irrelevant. When the Rangers were playing poorly, I immediately would switch over and say, okay, which college game is on? I mean, my team, Oklahoma State, got knocked out in the regional. No surprise. But that was really – that was a fun, fun World Series to watch. Because, you remember, we didn't have one last year. We didn't have anything. Okay. Oh, here is a hot story. You've got to be kidding me. I just – don't, this is the stupidity of the media and the people that watch this crap. Do you really care about Britney Spears and her conservatorship? I don't give two shits about it. That doesn't affect me. If you wouldn't have been such a nutcase 19 years ago. Maybe dad would have said, okay, she can be responsible. Oops. I don't care. The only thing I cared about, you know, when she first came out, I love that commercial that Bob Dole, the Pepsi commercial and Bob Dole was involved in it. And he's sitting there watching the TV and he's got his dog by his side. And all he says is down boy, down Well, for those of us that understand, we know exactly what that was about. Down boy, it'd be okay. I mean, she was hot. She's a good dancer. She was a pop star. Then she went nuts. She was hanging out with Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. Boy, isn't that a combination? I don't care. I don't read People Magazine. What a waste of time. I don't watch entertainment tonight because it's not entertainment. It's just bullshit gossip. And for all of these, you know, any network, it's Britney's front page news. Really? No. Is that what you live for? No. No. I live for good relationships and good people. And that's really going to be the big thing is this that I'm going to talk about is negativity. But uh, I don't care about
1: Britney Spears. It's, It's a sad state of affairs. Okay.
0: CPAC is in Dallas. And there was great rejoicing. Now, I guess it's their second one this year. What do they think they're going to accomplish different? And yes, Donald will be in town. And for those of you that know me, you know exactly how I feel about this. You get behind somebody. You get behind somebody and you support some young in their 40s, mid-50s. You get behind people like that that have a brain, have the same vision that you had, and get behind them and push them to the forefront. I mean, Trump was Sean Hannity did an interview with him, and he's alluding that Donald's going to run in 2024. No, don't do it because then we're one and done. You want to hold the White House for three consecutive terms with a Republican with a backbone, then get behind someone like Ronda Santos. Convince Tulsi Gabbard to come over and be with him. They'd be a good pair.
1: Or Tim Scott, there are some really bright, energetic, conservative Republicans
0: out there that don't just want to splash their face on the camera and say, look at me and give me my five minutes of fame. I'm tired of seeing Craig Cotton on Fox all the time. Who are you working
1: for, Fox or the government? (laughs) We don't need to see all these interviews. Do your damn job. Don't need to I don't need to hear your opinions, and that's what I
0: love about Kennedy from Louisiana. Yeah, he'll give an interview now and then, but he doesn't spend his days trying to get on. And when he does get on, he's very concise and to the point. He just got It's like listening to uh, Samuel Clemens talk. He's just got that old boy twang but he's so damn smart, no one's bright enough to figure out when he's just drilling them into oblivion. He destroys those people that he asks questions to during confirmation hearings, and they don't realize it. He's just got that old homespun character about him. I would like to see him
1: in a cabinet position if we get the presidency in 24. And for all those who have been watching,
0: there's already been lawsuits flying against Maricopa County and the Republican Party and this audit they're going through, and I'm starting to hear some opinions that it's flawed and it's this and it's that. What a bunch of crap. Those people were very precise. They said, we'll be done in June. We'll probably have a week or two in July that we've got to wrap up, and then we're going to compile all of our data and release it in August. There's no leaks coming out of this group, so everything you're hearing on the news is utter bullshit
1: speculation on what you think is in there, and you don't have a damn idea. And I've been saying this for months. Let's see what comes out of this audit. Let's
0: see what they find. I'm making no assumptions whatsoever. Because as my boss at Angel Concrete said, son, shit in one hand and assume in the other and see which one fills up first. And it's like, yeah. And when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of me. That's he. Fred was really good about putting me in my place and I needed it. I was young. I didn't definitely didn't understand everything about construction, but
1: uh, he gave me a good education. So we will see in August.
0: Exactly what they found. Will the left wing media support it? Yeah. Hella freeze over for that happens. Just bank on that. It'll be interesting to see. Okay. I was going to talk about what you see on the news, but it's really pointless. I mean, watch five minutes of CNN or Fox or any of them. CRT, COVID. CRT, COVID. There, there's the news. You just got it. That's it. And it's just being rehashed and rehashed and rehashed time after time after time. My God, give it a rest. Well, they can't give it a rest because they're on 24 hours and they have to fill up airtime. So, uh, where's that click button? Oh, Rangers are getting beat again here. I'll watch this rather than listen to that other stuff.
1: It's not even entertaining. So, I got to thinking. why do we allow so much negativity to fill our lives i mean look at facebook look at videos that people post
0: are any of them uplifting not really some of them are amusing but you know some of these sites and it's like have you nothing else to do
1: and they really don't so i got a different frame of mind on june 26th
0: my oldest son justin and his bride heather made president's team At Herbalife, that is a major accomplishment. It means they are in the 1% producers of a $5 billion company. Now, they still have a long way to get to the chairman's position where you get your picture on the wall in the Dallas warehouse. As I understand, they're going to fly out to L.A. maybe this summer or next year and they will get their picture put in the LA corporate office. But that's kind of cool. But he invited me to show up at this presentation, which each time they moved up, he would say, Hey, we're going to be recognized and we'll be on stage. I'll go. And I went and was really surprised because when it came their turn, Justin got up there and recognized me. He didn't have to, he didn't need to, but he did it. But what really topped it off, and some of you have already heard this, and some of you have seen the video, and some of you haven't. I'm going to share what I woke up to on Sunday morning, the 27th. As a child, you see your parents as superheroes. They can do anything and practically do no wrong. They are your first love and the first person God gives you to protect you. Now, I know there are some that have not had or will ever know their biological parents, and some have even harmed their own in terrible ways. I was blessed enough to have both my parents whom cared and loved me equally, even had the privilege of having a step-parent who loved me and my brother and sister equally, Ben Paul. Thank you for showing me what it's like to love those that aren't biologically yours. The man in this picture is my dad, Jeff Dawson. He is, for some, my Superman, Batman, Iron Man, hulking Captain America. He did the absolute best he could for all of us. Owned his own company, worked hard for those, that worked for him and made sure we had food to eat and sports to be part of. Though his American dream wasn't probably what he imagined it to be, he made it work. While I was in sixth grade, my parents had divorced and we got to live with dad so we could stay in the same school with our friends and be part of our sports to have some normalcy to our new life. But during this school year, things were not going well for the company he started. So my brother and sister by the semester would go to Kansas to live with my mom and stepdad on my grandparents' farm. I wanted to stay with dad to finish up my school year with him. I remember the night it was just he and I, and we were cleaning out our rooms, and that was the first time I had ever seen my dad cry. We both cried so hard, and I knew it was because he felt like he failed us. He was losing the house, losing his kids, and there wasn't anything immediate he could do about it and that it was for our best interest that we leave him to be with mom. So being 12 years old and seeing your superhero breakdown was the hardest thing I could have ever been, I have ever seen, but I'm glad that I was the one there to go through that with him. For the person that made me to be and to always be looking for more than one opportunity to support my family. I was so incredibly happy to have him there with us today to witness the applause and the cheering our Herbalife family showed us today. So the goal is to want to make your parents proud of what you have done. So I just hope what I'm doing makes you proud of the person you have helped me to become. Love you more than you can know. That's positivity. That's
1: what my oldest son wrote. That's what I woke up to that Sunday morning. And then that Sunday afternoon,
0: they had a barbecue in Greenville that he invited me to. I was like, yeah, hell, why not? Let's, let's go. I'll go. I did. What he didn't know was those members in his team with Herbalife had planned this cookout presentation for he and Heather, and they had no idea. So it was just a great time. And as it was winding up, I asked the gal who had uh, spearheaded this party if I could say a
1: few words, and that's what I did, and I addressed
0: all these people that, you know, if you've ever been to an Herbalife meeting, it's... It's it's an MLM meeting. You got the loud music, you got everyone trying to get ramped up and get all this energy going and pom-poms and all that. And, you know, those that know me, that's not me. I just never got into that. I am getting back into selling Herbalife, but I just can't deal with that rah-rah, go-go attitude. And this is what I ask those people. Is you got two families. You got your Herbalife family, and then you got your parents. And when I read what Justin wrote, it reminded me of an evening I had with my dad. His clock was slowly ticking down, and he called me into his office. He wanted me to type up his will, not his will his uh, obituary and while we were working on it he and i were chatting back and forth and he reached into his wallet and pulled out a piece of paper like what the hell is this i unfolded it and started reading and then i stopped and just looked up and said you've been carrying this all these years I had written my dad a similar letter that Justin wrote me. I never knew what happened to it. I just figured, okay, dad received it. He read it. He either filed it or threw it away.
1: Nope. Dad carried that around in his wallet. At least 30 years, I was floored. And this is, And what I told these folks is,
0: you know, your Herbalife family is great and you've got the energy, but
1: if you've never written a letter to your parents and they're still alive, do it and let them know
0: how they have impacted your life, good, bad, or indifferent. Because how many people do you know have said, well, I should have, but I just didn't have the time. I mean, if you're listening to this broadcast, you could be typing that letter now or writing it out longhand. I type because as Jerry Perry said last night when I was asking, what's the gal's name I'm signing these books to? And he goes, it doesn't matter. You can't read Jeff's handwriting anyway. I was like, that's a smart man. You're right, Jerry. Once it gets cold, you can't read a damn thing. So I had to, learn how to type but yeah I could chuckle when Jerry said that he can't read it anyway it doesn't matter it's like yeah you are right there my friend (laughs) but you know write a letter to your parents you'd be surprised what they do with it and seeing my dad pull that out of his wallet 30 years later that was pretty damn special. I'd
1: forgotten I'd written it. But that that's positive.
0: It beats the hell out of all this negative stuff going on. And, you know, some people might disagree with me, but I try and catch a Joel Osteen sermon once a day. Because he's inspiring. He doesn't talk about hell fire and brimstone. He gives hope. And I like that message. Yeah, he's got plenty of detractors out there. Don't most people that become successful have detractors?
1: But you don't see any scandals with Joel. You don't hear about any. Yeah, every
0: once in a while, that idiot Bill Maurer tries to come up with something. He just doesn't like him. Then he doesn't like organized religion or any type of religion because he's an atheist. And that's his choice. But I don't have to listen to him and I don't have to watch him because he's so full of negativity. If you watch him enough, you're going to be just as mad and just as pissed. And I don't need that in my life. And I won't
1: have it. And if you watch the news all the time, how can you be positive
0: about anything? Left, right, it doesn't matter. How can you be positive with the messages they're sending out? They are not positive. They are propaganda trying to mold you into their tribe or their line of thinking i will have none of it and if that's what you want to focus on and you think you're miserable all the time and nothing goes right well look in the mirror
1: okay look in the mirror there's the problem you have the power you have
0: the control to change it if you don't want to change it then what do you think will change in your life not a damn thing you'll just be more despondent
1: and more depressed and more angry and what will you accomplish nothing nothing and i can work in an example from the book cutting to the chase where
0: the guys would show up and started complaining about every office in the company, San Antonio, Austin, Corpus, Houston, Fort Worth. And I finally got to the point and I said, that's enough. Damn it. That's enough. And I got all those men, actually a bunch of girls together and said, stop it. I don't want to hear it. You're accomplishing nothing. All I want you to do is focus on your job here. You focus on your job here. We get our job done. We meet our schedules. And guess what the hell will happen? We'll be on time. We'll make money. We'll get bonuses. And no one's going to be talking about us except saying we're on time and making money. And that's all I want them to talk about. Get this negative crap off my yard now. And they did. Now that doesn't mean that there weren't issues
1: that popped up every once in a while, but at least it wasn't every damn day. And that's what you get. Like I mentioned earlier,
0: you go to one of these, um, supervising training seminars with Herbalife. It's all pom poms. It's all this. Well, When the music's so loud that I can't hear my son and he's six inches from my face, that's too damn loud. And I'm too damn old to listen to that. So I'm going to stand outside until you've turned down the volume and you've gotten it all out of your system because from that point on, and I asked some people this, does your energy go down? No. Did you really need that loud music? We're not at a rock concert. The crowd's already excited because... You all paid to be here.
1: You know what you're here for. Let your energy take over.
0: Yeah, I don't see that happen. But when I'm up on stage one of these days, I will make that suggestion. But, and that's what I thought about on, after reading his letter, and going to their event you got to get rid of the negativity it's not serving a purpose now if you want to put a lead weight around your neck and jump into a lake that's up to you that's your call but why would you want to do that and i don't care what line of work you're in if it's this is why i got out of construction i'd had enough Damn it, I'd had enough, yeah, it's kind of put a financial strain down, but uh, I'd rather worry about paying some of my bills than being a mad son of a bitch every damn day, worried about who's gonna pay me, what problems
1: I'm gonna run into, you know, and not getting paid, no. And there was a
0: time I really enjoyed construction. I enjoyed it when I worked for Micah, but, the, God, there was a lot of negativity. But once I pushed all of that away and got everyone to focus on the tasks at hand, it went smooth. It didn't, And even working 24-hour days, we had two shifts rocking. Get a hell of a lot more done at night than you do during the day because you didn't have to worry about lane closures. We still had them, but you didn't have to worry about 200,000 vehicles a day going up and down the highway. You could breathe. You could work. You could relax. What a novel idea. Do your job, relax,
1: be able to think clearly. That's what it's all about. And if you're
0: miserable at your job, especially in this environment, there's plenty of jobs out there. What do you want to do? You want to be miserable? You want to be happy? You want to go home to your wife or your husband or your kids ready to do something with them? Or do you want to go home and just bitch and moan and complain and pop a top and pour a glass of Jack and seven or whatever hard liquor you want to and try and wash away the day. When things were going well for me with my company.
1: And even as they started going downhill, I still tried to find the best part of a day.
0: It it did get harder as things went on,
1: but. I didn't bring it home. And when I worked for this other outfit that
0: bellied up and I knew, damn, I'm going to lose everything again. I didn't dwell on what was so bad about it. I realized, okay, that was a learning experience. And I've got some of what happened there in my book. I mean, that thing just started off south from the get-go. That was It was what it was. And there's no point in dwelling on it. I learned a lot of what not to do. But it also allowed me to spend time with my dad for his last seven months and take care of him. So there was more than a silver lining to that cloud, even though it was black as hell. I didn't worry about it. I wasn't negative.
1: So what do you want to be? Do you want to? be pulled down with garbage or do you want to enjoy every day and one of the
0: biggest things that I did get off of the job site was gossip oh god I hate gossip well he said that she said that he did that and I'm like whoa 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 who said what to whom when and how and you think you're really getting the whole story? No. You're getting a version that somebody thinks they heard from the person that told it but wasn't sure they got the full meaning from the first-hand source. Gee, doesn't that sound like our media today? Sources say you use the word sources and you're free and clear because you don't have to divulge them. I think of all the articles I could write and say, well, my source, and they go, who is it? I don't have to divulge it. And I could just type out a bunch of crap, but that would serve no purpose. If I'm going to type an article, then it's going to be as concise and correct as I can make it. That's just it. But yeah, you know, negativity It's who you surround yourselves with.
1: And what do you want? You want to be happy? You want to be miserable? It's a choice. And this is why I always say, if I watch more than five minutes of the news, that was
0: probably four minutes too much. But that's just to stay half-ass informed on the main topics floating around or I'll check my news account for the headlines from my net zero account and say oh what crap are they spewing today what have they run out of what are they making up what are they trying to fill others' space
1: with I don't know, but I know what I won't let it do.
0: I won't let it take over my life. I won't let negative people come in and tell me everything that's wrong and why they can't get ahead. Well,
1: what have you done to attempt to get ahead? And when I start hearing excuses, it's like, go away. I don't need that. Tell me something good that happened today. And if you can't, you know something? We got nothing to talk about. And some people think that's a little harsh. Well, why should I sit there
0: and let negative energy infect me? Because you feel miserable. If you have a problem and you have something you really want to discuss, And I can be a sounding board. We can all be sounding boards. We can listen to it. But that's what we have to do. You got to listen. Don't interrupt. Don't come up with a preordained conclusion on where this problem is going. And stop someone in mid-sentence on like, well, no, this is what you need to do. You don't have the whole story yet. You listen to the whole story sit back and think about it. And then if you can provide positive feedback, provide it. But if you can't because you need more time, well then tell them, I need more time. Let me ponder this. I'm just not going to Give you a response because you think you need one. I'm not going to reinforce your position just because you want me to. Let me think about it. Give me a day. And I have done this with my children through the years. If they're having a problem with their kids or something else, and I know this is a pretty critical issue, well, let me think about it. Sometimes they're like, well, I need an answer now. I can't, then I can't give you one. But I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ponder it. I'm going to give it the due diligence it requires. And that's not just some knee-jerk bullshit. Well, here's what you ought to do. Then I will call you and we will discuss this. That doesn't mean they always liked what I had to say. But I had taken the time
1: to really analyze the situation. And if definitely, if it was a negative thing, okay, what can we do to get rid of that?
0: So what do you surround yourself with on a day-to-day basis? And how do you want to feel on a day-to-day basis? Do you want to be bogged down in minutiae and worried about what everybody else is doing and what they're not doing and and tell everybody about it, what they're not doing and how they should do it and this, that, and the other. You just, okay, I'm just going to do my job. Now, if i got a problem with somebody,
1: I'll address that. And go from there. But yeah, we
0: got way too much negativity out there today.
1: And the only way to stop it Is to stop feeding it. Because
0: you're not accomplishing anything other than getting angry. Is that what you want
1: to be? You want to be angry all the time? Or you want to, you know, not walk around with a smile like you're an
0: idiot 90% of the time. That would. Not serve a purpose but be have an inner calm about you that i'm doing everything i can and it's the right thing to do doesn't mean everyone will agree with it but it's the right thing for me this is what makes my
1: life easier things go smooth that's what we want that's what we're after,
0: and what's you know what's amazing here is the show usually runs about an hour and forty five minutes. I think the last one was an hour and fifty because we harped on politics. I harped on politics because you know, as you all
1: know, I do get fired up, but it's like everything—you got to take a break. I mean,
0: I could go and watch Fox or CNN or MSNBC and I can look at the headlines and just fill this two-hour slot with some really enlightening stuff. But in the process, it's going to piss me off. And when the broadcast is over, I'm going to be mad. And that has happened a few times. And then I've written a few articles after that. And then it takes two days to calm down and say, okay, regroup, regroup, regroup. We all need a break now and then. And that's why I shared my son's story, his letter to me, and what we did that weekend of the 26th and 27th. Because that to me was uplifting. It gave me a different mindset. And it really allowed me to wedge with uh, Robin last night
1: and her boyfriend, Jake. I mean, it, it was fun. It really was fun. So I would rather be in good spirits
0: than bad ones. In fact, it was it was so fun last night, and I didn't throw this out there, but uh, about six months ago or so, my buddy Wes and I, we went to Dunstan's for lunch, and now this is the brother part of him coming out, and he got with Tracy and said, hey, can you get up on this bench and when Jeff walks by, jump out and scare the hell out of, him. well, she didn't need to be asked twice. So we finished lunch, and I kind of wondered why Wes was jiggling like a bowl of jello. It's like, what I didn't say anything funny. Maybe he was thinking of a joke. We come around the corner, and she jumps out, and I just about crap all over myself. said, I'll get you. I'll get you. And it's like I always told my grandchildren, you might be able to run for me today but that's okay because I'll get you. I don't have to get you today and it doesn't have to be tomorrow. I'll get you when you least expect it. So last night it was closing. We were the last ones there. I graciously let Tabitha and Patty and Jerry and Tracy walk ahead of me. And the minute that door closed, I was right behind Tracy. I took my finger. She's ticklish as hell. I dug him into the side, in her side, and she just she just lost it. And I'm just got her with one hand, tickling the hell out of her. And she spins around. She almost knocks over a picture and then falls on a box. And I just looked at her and said, payback's a bitch, isn't it? She's like, I can't believe you did that. Believe it. We're even
1: now. That was fun. That was fun. That was positive. When I was working in construction,
0: I doubt I would have thought about that. Well, plus, I probably wouldn't have gone to lunch because I'd been at work. But get the negativity out of your life because you're the one that can do it. And if you have people that want to keep bringing it in, just look at your cell phone and look at that number and say yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I'm busy. And if you do get that phone call and it's someone that's just ranting and raving about what somebody else done and there's really nothing you can do about it,
1: say what do you want me to do? I can't help you on this. I'm sorry. Because all you're doing is taking their
0: negative energy and absorbing it. And that will not serve you well. Okay, I still have my GoFundMe going. Uh, GoFundMe motivational speaker and author for hire. And I am sharpening up these uh, speeches I will be giving to companies and trying to get their employees on track and get the managers on track. That's coming along nicely. I've got a couple of leads on that, so that's looking good. Uh, I've got my Jeff Dawson Patreon account, but I really haven't done anything with it because I am developing, uh, I guess you could call it a training seminar, but I'm combining baseball techniques with management techniques because when it comes down to it, Employees and players, it's the same to me. They have to be managed. That's what you do at work. That's what a baseball manager,
1: a coach does. It's our job to manage. Oh, look at this. It is
0: top of two, and the Rangers are up two to one. I'd really like to see them win All three games against the A's, that would be a
1: plus. But sports and work, when you're a manager,
0: you want everyone to do well. You want them to succeed, but it's your responsibility to make sure they're in the right place. They're in the right position and have the right tools to accomplish the task that you have assigned them. And that's what I'm putting together in these I'm gonna try and make them short clips because people don't have a real long uh
1: that's not the word isn't dedication, but uh attention span. They just don't have it. I mean, one of the guys that I work with on speaking, Christopher
0: Kai. He has said time and time again that after 15 minutes, you've lost people. And they won't remember what is it within a day. They forget as like 30% in two days, 50% in three days, 75% of what you discussed. And I'm taking that concept and massaging these speeches with is like, I want you to remember this because these are real life events that you can use in whatever field you're in short precise and concise well i hope you have enjoyed this episode today because i have some more work to do but i will keep you informed on this book signing and since i only do the show every two weeks i will post it on my Facebook account, Jeff Dawson, or on the blog enterprises.com I put damn near everything on that, and that's just the way it is. But the last thing is, if you wanted to get a copy of Love's True Second Chance, and you thought seven ninety seven was too much for an ebook it's priced right now at three dollars and 57 cents so you all enjoy your saturday have a great sunday and i will talk with you in two weeks i hope you enjoyed our time together i know i did without you wonderful listeners this show would not be possible If you want to know more about me and how my brain works, that's a scary thought. Check out my books at jeffdawsononamazon.com, websites LDDJ Enterprises, and jeffdawsonauthor.site for upcoming releases and teaser excerpts from past and present publications. You can also contact me at Facebook, LDDJ Enterprises Publishing, or email LDDJ Enterprises at gmail.com or on Twitter at Jeff Dawson59. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dawson's Domain. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Without you wonderful listeners, this show would not be possible. If you want to know more about me and how my brain works, that's a scary thought, check out my books at Jeff Dawson on Amazon.com websites LDDJ Enterprises and JeffDawsonAuthor.site for upcoming releases and teaser excerpts from past and present publications. You can also contact me at Facebook LDDJ Enterprises Publishing or email LDDJ Enterprises at gmail.com or on Twitter at JeffDawson59. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dawson's Domain.